Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Nice to have just like a quiet start Ooh. to the podcast, isn't it? Like, not, not, not to be rushing in with all enthusiasm. Yeah, absolutely. Just as a gentleman. Just, just gently. <laughs> just. I only got home at about half three on Sunday night. I flew in. I got into the airport at half twelve, and I got a bag of crisps and a cup of coffee. <laughs> I got a bag of crisps and a cup of coffee. You know, there as you come out. Yeah. There, that shop that never sleeps. Yeah. Do you know what there? Just at the little tunnel on the way. Just out. as you can out to one of the buses. Yes. The shop that never sleeps. The shop that never closes. It's like is New York. Weird, it's it, like New York. It's, that's the building with no heating. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sort it's, of just. It's sort of an outbuilding, really. And there's no greater feeling that. 20, well, hang on. And is there? There's a place for suitcases in there as well. well. That's a little tiny little suitcase <laughs> place. Do you remember yeah, that? You can leave like your stuff there. It's like a shelter at school when you're. At school. I used to leave stuff it's there for months and months. And that's white and it's, and it's cold. Well. And like when we were bringing in the hash and and and. <laughs> You'd leave it on the. We'd leave it in a suitcase there for collection. Yeah. And then. 27 minutes past 12 I was coming out there I went into the show Who, what airline so to those, those of you who mightn't be getting the daily texts from Hector as to where he is you were in Polski I was in Polski Sklep Polska Diablo Czerwoni Polska Diablo Czerwoni Polska Diablo Czerwoni Polska Diablo Czerwoni that mean that's what they say. That's, that's Paul Scholes song yeah. that, <laughs> that is the uh, Ole 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 of Poland uh, I think ours is simpler. It's much yeah. easier. I was away in Poland. <laughs> One I word. I flew in. I flew in from Krakow. Uh, you were doing a no, bit of painting yesterday because it's all over your hands. Will we get to that now in a minute? Big uh, man hands on you. Yeah, yeah. Paint Working hands. So I flew, in, I flew in late on a Ryanair flight, and it left at about a quarter to ten more. So three hours, the, a, a Ryanair flight. Fucking hell! They don't do sandwiches anymore, not. What? There's no sandwiches. But you have to buy them. It's all lasagnas and pizzas and hot oh, food and this smell. Sh- shepherd's pie. It's oh, there's no cabbage. sandwiches. <laughs> there's no chicken and stuff and sandwiches. There's nothing. Yeah. Uh, and I watched uh, a movie on the Ryanair flight. Hang on, where? On your seat? In my headphones on my mobile. Oh, right. I was at the... Hard uh, enough watch a film on your mobile. Yeah, I got, well, I knew it was a three-hour flight and then I got into a lovely sleep. You know, that head gone. <laughs> And then I got the tap on the shoulder from your one to, to stop dribbling on the fellow beside no, to put you. Down my little, um, to put down my little uh, table because we were landed in Dublin. Bit bumpy. Got in. Got the bags. Big hugs to the boys and escape. 
and I was I got a a coffee and a bag of crisps. I don't know why I bought a bag of crisps at twenty past twelve at night, but I got a pack. Because you're eleven. That's why. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not getting a Mars bar to go with this. <laughs> I don't fucking like chocolate. I bought a pack of them. And I bet you when you, went, when you arrived home at half three, you fucking turned on Sky Sports and you watched Charlton versus Portland from the EFL. <laughs> I put the review of the EFL goals. 25, so I sat yeah. in on the red... Wayne Rooney's press conference. Oh, God. I got on the red bus to go to the red car park, the red long-term car park, and then the bus didn't leave for another 20 minutes, and I'm sitting on the bus on my own, got the glamour of this. And it's the freezing, doors were open yeah. on the bus, and the wind was howling in. Next man goes, hey, how are you doing, all right? Oh, Jesus, Hector, where are you, all right? Where are you, red? Is it Eve? Where are you, why are you, I'm blue, or E, or what? I said, I think I'm in E, red. Oh, down to the, the car thought park. of you walking around that fucking four acres of car park spaces. Uh, I couldn't look. find the car then. I thought it was between E and F. And I finally came to the junction at Santry there and the lights. And every minute was counting at this stage. And as I come out of the red car park, the fucking lights. There must be at least five minutes on each at night time. So I broke the lights and I fucking... Oh, legend. I legend. I broke the lights of Santry. Fast and furious. And Ten. And, and he was home at half one. No, the interesting the thing was... No, Glenn, Glenn, no. Glenn Rhodes was fast and furious. No. <laughs> Do you know Hector the, broke a red light up and so forth. I had only about 35 miles left on the tank of petrol. Right? And I was there going, in my head I was calculating, will I get past the first toll bridge? Will I get to the Apple Green? Where will I stop? Will I stop at the Lucan. in Lucan on the left hand side? Don't like that little slip road. Do you ever stop there for petrol? Yeah, I, I got an awful huff there. I can't remember if it was that place or a place like it. Uh, it was many years ago when uh, I couldn't persuade the Indian lad behind the counter to give me a cup of tea. <laughs> What? I don't know. There was just something. I, 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 maybe I was tired and cranky. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, Out through the little hatch. Yeah, well, yeah. We wouldn't make it for you. Yeah. Yeah. A of, yeah, anyway. So <laughs> I went out by Lucan and the only people driving I've realised at 25 past half one on a Sunday leaving Dublin are, are drug dealers and taxi, taxi drivers. drivers. Yeah. And I was going by these taxi drivers. I was floating by them. They're all just sauntering along. Stopped in the Apple Green and I filled the tank to the brim. I went over to the hatch and I knew he was Polish. <laughs> And there was me brimming with seven days of Polishness in me. And he wouldn't fucking say a word. Did you do Yaksha Mash or anything like that? I didn't. I didn't say it. I said, are you from Poland? Oh, oh, I couldn't be arsed doing Yaksha Mash anymore. I had enough of it. How was the, you were, last time we were talking to you, you brought you down to the mines. The coal mine. Yes. And we went to a coal mine in Katowice, the second largest coal mine in Europe, where and they make the black diamond. Did you go down, down, down? No, they wouldn't let us down in the end, so it sort of oh. fell through. And oh, then the guy, <laughs> sort of fell through. Did you, did, did you just go to the gift shop? <laughs> he just bought a pen made from coal. Yeah. <laughs> brought, brought back a five kilo bag for the wife. Did you check it in with the Ryanair flight? Five kilo bag of Polish. Five kilo bag of black diamond. Um, when we got there, it kind of fell through. It, <laughs> that's that kind of ah, fell through. Ah, what do you mean? How could it fall it through? Fell like? through. Ah, what was the oh, issue? Yes, oh, it's what a mass dad, dad is bringing the kids to fucking Euro Disney. He thought he has it all organised. He comes back from the fucking desk. It kind of fell through. Not today, kids. <laughs> what the hell? Hell? We're not going to Euro How could that fall through like? What was the what because, was the technical issues there? When you're organizing stories from one end of the world to the other, everything seems better sometimes on paper. And when we got there, 
we had to go into this HR office, human resources office. <laughs> and we were all sitting around. There was six lads since. I just wanted to be met by a miner who puts a fucking boots There's a light on. on his head. And he says, come on. And so we had to go in and shake hands. Nobody spoke any English. <laughs> sitting around the table and no English at all. And I'm looking at him and going, and he knows my what the fuck is happening here, right? Because yeah. this is shit. And he's there, hello, everyone. Hello. He's, try, he's trying to make it really exciting, yeah. And then they're going, right? And then, and then everyone goes, where is the, where is the person who speaks English? And they're just sitting there. I'm giving it yakshamash and all that, but that's about. And then they're like, "Did you ever then fuck fi- off?" Finally, we had to. Finally, the miner came in in a brilliant orange jumpsuit and the big helmet on him and the big boots, and he looked like a miner. And he didn't speak a word of English, and he just sat in. And, the, and he just did. Saw, anybody know what the beating was about? You just. We came all the way from Ireland just to sit there. And uh, we were there going, yes, okay, now, okay. Hector, yakshimash. What, what are we, where are, are we, re-? and there was no English, so we all moved down to an area to get dressed. <laughs> Take off our boots and put on boots and put on a hat and all this crack. And then it started lashing rain and it was a wind chill factor, fucking minus five. And the mine is just cold. And then we all hopped into a little van and we went to this massive mountain of coal. It was like the size of fucking 50 houses and it was black diamond and it was lashing and it was grey. And we just stood there for about an hour. And then we were trying to go, what are we doing? <laughs> this is shit. This is shit. And I said, "Is there anyone who speaks English?" And nobody understood me. <laughs> and then I had to say, "We can't film because I can't talk to you." So then, what we tried to do was a four-way translation between oh, no. me, a girl, a girl came down from the office who spoke a bit of English. Then she translated it to the minor, and then I translated it back to me. So I'm there going, "Can you tell me about the size of the mine?" And then you had to put it into Irish as well. It just didn't work out, Tommy. It didn't work out. We were so disappointed. (laughs) We just said we couldn't do it because there was no English. It's hard to find English, really fluent English speakers. Really, because you would have imagined that the that the that Poland would be bilingual and the, that the other language would be English. And it isn't. This is a real working class. This is like going to Sheffield or All right. go back there. Like this, this is a, these, in the town of Katowice, there was 12 massive coal mines uh, the, the whole industry and all the families, everyone, generations have been have been reared in the coal mines and, and English, a second language, Tommy, in this working class, yeah. central Poland, a job is the main, main thing there and uh, a second language. So we had... With the so who, who had... God, no who had Evan been talking to to organise the thing in the first place? Oh, some person in HR or something. That sounded like a great story, but I was disappointed because I wanted to see miners. And you, I, you wanted to go down into I the wanted ground. I to go down into the ground where there's 400 miners mining black diamond and, and there was trains coming in and out and they were filling the trains. Massive, massive scoops of black diamond going in and it's one of the biggest coal mines in Europe, so it was, it was disappointing. But there are stories like that that sometimes... Are great on paper, yeah. And then when you get there, fall flat in his face. 
uh, and when you go to another story that you don't think is going to be good, it's a brilliant, it rises. It's a brilliant story. So, and that coal then goes all over, over Europe. Europe. Oh, massive, wow, massive. Rough. So the train network from there must be it, it, oh, incredible. Yeah, and there was about eight train lines coming into the mine. Wow, and it's just constant. Now, when I'm talking about trains, there was 150, 200 carriages of full to the brim coal leaving and coming and going and um, that's this area of Katowice is the coal producing question for you how do they make coal smokeless excuse me I don't know I don't know how do they they, I wonder what they do you can still buy Polish coal in Ireland in, in country areas can't you you, yeah. s- you can. Yeah. You're not allowed to It's like buying illegal stuff now because you're not really supposed to have it. So what's the future for these Polish coal mines then in they're, terms of they're, European they're emissions targets yeah. and all that kind of crack? All mean slowly but surely weaned down, production weaning down. It's this fossil fuels, Tommy. It's like it's fossil fuel has to stop. Carbon wow. emissions and all that. But and do you, know, do you know what coal <coughs> is? I only found this out recently. Coal is like c- compacted uh, tree remnants. Wow. So what happens is... It's like dusted down, is it, and then compacted? It, it, no, I mean, so what happens is, say, where there's a coal mine, there used to be trees. And just for thousands and thousands and thousands of years of tree, a tree's dying and then that compacting and compacting and compacting and compacting. Yeah. So in yeah. a strange way, you're buying odd compacted wood when you buy coal. That's phenomenal. Yeah, because yeah. and it's so black and it's so... Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. And why... Wow. why why do pregnant women love Want to eat it? eating coal? Yeah, that's another phenomenon. That what? is a phenomenon. And Phenom- what? <laughs> what is it? Larita, you go first. <laughs> Try it, Larita. A phenomenon. It's oh. a phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Hector? It's a phenomenon. A phenomenon. Doop dooby dooby. Yeah, but there is. I'm one, more, one more go. It's, this is like <laughs> Captain Conpower on Rock Barton the third. At the police Come around for the third go. It's a phenomenon. He's as bad as me with the. Yeah, penguins. You know what I'm trying to get at. It's a. Yeah. But for a master of languages who can't say phenomenon, try it one more time, Hector. It's a phenomenon. Right, you do. You're putting an yeah, M in but there. You know it's a phenomenon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's an unbelievable phenomenon. <laughs> why do women? That sounds like a from town in Vietnam. He is. Why? I smell fire as a phenomenon. No, southern Cambodia. I was printing a war a phenomenon. I was no problem. Yeah, they eat it. It's an interesting thing. I wonder why does coal give us give women who are pregnant like eating licorice or something is it? Something babies there. are mad for licking it as well yeah. I lick the coal off you anyway to cut, <laughs> a, to, to cut a long story short half past three I pulled in the gate on Sunday night there's nothing better you look tired are you, oh, did, yeah. you, did you I was, you're kind of you're, 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 you have a good road weariness on yeah, you it's a, it's a good tired you yeah, have I went, yeah. to, I went to bed last night at nine o'clock I didn't sleep till about twelve though Oh. Restless. But tell us about why your hands are all white. I was out. I started work again yesterday. Oh my life. god! I bought myself something Painted. so exciting this week. My first ever drill, power drill. Superb. I am beside myself with is excitement. She, is it a cordless? It's cordless. It's a battery rechargeable yes. one. And what? And it's you? like a gun when you have to put the battery. <laughs> and you have oh my god! I'm going round all week have taking. Yeah, button for reverse and, and, and out, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm going around yeah. taking all the door hand, the, the nuts out of all the door Read handles. That's what it's like to have a cock. <laughs> <laughs> Screwing things Just in and out around. all the time. Just going around drilling. <laughs> Battery operators. Oh my God, if I had known that. <laughs> your, your balls are batteries. Reverse it in and reverse it out. <laughs> 
You check to see if they're charged. <laughs> you then. plug yourself in oh, for well a while. Well done, Lorita. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's non-stop thrilling then. Beep, beep, they, oh beep, my God. Beep, beep. It's, it's bloody brilliant. I went what to Ikea. What I ask you to make? Well, you see, this is the thing. I bought it at my brother. I sent a picture of it to my brother, who's an aficionado of aficionado thrills. Yeah. Of thrills. There's some really and good I said, is it an appropriate thrill for me to have? And he said to me, uh, fuck off, basically. Uh, it's grand. It's your first thrill. What do you want it for? <laughs> and I was like, well, I want it for doing home chores. Like, So I have it my own one now. I'm in full ownership of my own thrill. But do you, not, do you have to be careful... Say you wanted to drill a hole in the wall for some, yeah. for some reason. You have to be careful that in there isn't a wires wire there. there. Yeah, so yeah but I'm not going to go heavy duty at a jet like. I'm just going to be. I've got a bit of timber and I'm drilling holes That's in fine. the timber. That's fine. Taking handles practice. off doors and putting handles yeah. in. Yeah. Just be careful. Here's a taking the like you know the things where the where you close the door. Or what's that little bit? I'm taking oh, that yeah. in and out of the yeah. wall. But and I'm the hinge. Like, the hinge. Yeah. Yes. But you can do that with a fucking screwdriver. Oh no, Tommy, you need it. Oh ring, my ring. God, a power drill. It's ring, like ring, it's, it's in many seconds. It's uh, in and out. Brilliant. And then I've got a piece of timber outside that I'm because I've got drill bits as well, so I'm like making holes and that, just practicing. Sounds Rita. a bit remedial. No, Rita, yeah, Rita, but I'm practicing. Rita, I have you to found back. a new calling. Just be careful. When no, I did wires buy... go straight up from the switch. So yeah, no, I'm not going into that. The wire. I'll have to get that little pen that you get yeah, that you can rub across yes, the wall and yes, it'll tell you if that's the, the next. That's where the wires are. Yeah, wires. If you're if you're standing at the switch of the light in the room. The 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 uh, electrician has put a straight line of wire up. He won't go off to the right, and he won't go in a, in a diagonal. He'll go straight. So so, yeah. the, so there's no fear then drilling into a wall unless you're directly above a light switch or in around a light switch. Just stay away from it. Don't be in around the lights. Well, in and that? around in, in and around the light switch. But uh, uh, his the his, general area. The general area. Nine times out of ten. 99% he'll go straight up in a line now but you might have a new new houses have like that kind of soft wall pattern yes all that sort of stuff so I don't know anything about that I would you send me a, would you send me a picture I'll of have it. a picture of it here I'll, send me I'll that later. We can it's talk orange and black it's lovely. absolutely Super brilliant has a little box and it's just it's the lovely. best thing ever that's your start and I bought now. an Ikea so chest of drawers the other day and I was all set to make it and my brother started laughing about me that I was never going to get that made so I had to get a young fella from the village to come up last night And what's his name Adam. Adam, come in again. No, Adam. Adam is a different lad now. He's in the. <coughs> There's a load I of these young lads hand around the village that yeah, are handy. Yeah, you just give them a text and say, Adam, can you come and do a job for me? Yeah, no problem. I'll be there tomorrow. And then he came up and he was the whole evening putting the cupboards. Together. And did you know how much to pay him? <sighs> what this is the tricky him? bit. Did you, did you give him fifty quid? I gave him fifty. That's not bad. Tight, I'd say. That's is tight. it? But now he didn't finish it, so he's come back again. So will I give him another? Another fifty no. then. No. Another fifty. No. Don't be. Don't be asking fucking. No, Del boys, fucking Scrooge balls 50, over here. 50. No, fifty's good. How long? How many hours was he at? About three, and then I told him to go home because he was tired. Three, yeah, that's fucking. That is, it's just about minimum wage. Did <laughs> okay, he, I'll have to give him another fifty. Did you make him go put tea in the sandwich? No, he didn't want it. He had his dinner. What were you it's wearing? One of the- <laughs> were you in your sweatpants? He's one of our one of our footballers. Oh, lively book, yeah, yeah. Little pair of O'Neill shorts and he's bending down. There's nothing but big strapping bucks and Ockmorsh that do any sort of jobs for you. So what did you say, Adam? Adam, give me, get me. You wouldn't pop up to the house. I need. I have a job for you. If I'm young, like. Yeah, I have a job for you. I have a, I have a job for you to do, and I've a load more to do as well while you're at it. So come up and get started. In the evening, time. pure country. That's pure country. And up, and now he's flat out doing it. And, Sugar. Superb, fair play, Adam. And I made him a um, lemon meringue, and he wouldn't eat it. Nobody's right there. So. <laughs> he has some cop on. <laughs> Even for the money, he wouldn't. Yeah, that's always the tricky part. How much do you pay them? Yeah, I overpay. I tend to overpay. I told you about the time when I uh, got my fucking windows washed, and asked the fella how much it was, and uh, he said eighty, 
Um, and it was the do you know those places you pull in and there's eight Polish lads with hoses and fucking your windows as in the house windows no the car so I drove in 80 yeah he said um, I said how much is that he's 80 and I handed him uh, I handed him the 100 and I says keep the change and he looked at me and he said 18 it's 18 <laughs> but I have I have such a lack of knowledge of how to wash the car 80 <laughs> it's awful fun I didn't know how much that stuff so 80 seemed like a fine price to me <laughs> For washing the car. <laughs> the car, that's yeah. my country meant the house windows. Eight euro it should have been. 18 he's charged me. Jeez. Why would you get your windows washed and not the whole car? I did get the whole car washed. I, oh, right. <laughs> but the, the, the windows were the bit I could see that he was cleaning. But he did the wheels. and There the, is that moment when they do say something really quick. It was quick. about you don't eight know what euro. You, you didn't mean? know what he said. I got my car washed for eight euro, not 18. It was probably only eight euro it was. And then you gave what him you 15. What you gave him 18? I gave him 100. I gave him 100. And he, and he looked at me and he said 18 but what I'm saying to you is that I didn't know You've no, you've no concept You didn't of, know what exactly Like if I went in to buy a loaf of bread and they said 76.50 I'd go for a fucking loaf of bread But if You're they mad. asked you for a fiver you wouldn't question it Yeah but so so they, so they say to me I, I'm no good at, I did a bit of haggling there uh, during the week Oh god Yeah there was a book I wanted in a second hand bookstore <laughs> You were haggling in a second hand bookstore Yeah <laughs> That's not an appropriate place to haggle. What? That's not an appropriate place it's to haggle. Price was There's the book. time and place to haggle, and that's not one of them. In the, in the uh, Vincent de Paul bookshop. <laughs> How much did? How much was it? It, was, it said eight quid on the thing, and I said I'll give you it's three for it. <laughs> in the same Vincent de Paul shop. But you didn't get it for nothing. It's all profit. <laughs> and they had very low expenses. <laughs> they don't even pay their staff like. It's all volunteers. It's all volunteers. There's pure profit in there. Oh my 11 God. quid. And I said, I'll give you three. I do not condone this say? for the record. What? what did they say? She said, this is a St. Vincent de Paul shop. You don't haggle at the charity <laughs> shop. I said, I'll give you three. I'll take two bugs for yeah, a Yeah, I've no change in my after 100 did, quid did to get the car washed. Did you recognise it? What? Did you recognise it? No, it's the glasses on and the shades. <laughs> and a mask. Yeah. And a voice modulator. <laughs> How much is this Anam Cara? It's, it's yeah. awful funny when you... It was one of them John O'Donoghue <laughs> walking the mystical paths of wonder in County Clare. 11 quid for the box set. Let's give you three. <laughs> box set. of wonder. I love people who have absolutely no concept of how much something costs. And are you're, you a good you're tipper? one of those Yeah, are you a good tipper? I'm a very good tipper. Yeah, I, I over tip. I over tip. You don't over tip. I fucking do. I over tip. I always like... Because I can only... I can only judge... Money by what I get paid. Yes, that's my only way of judging it. Yes. So I get very well paid. So when I tip in, I <laughs> yeah. I don't th- mind so tipping. for instance, now if you were in a restaurant, yeah. and your dinner cost you forty five euro, yeah, how much would the tip would you? I like? throw another thirty or forty on top. Of that as a tip. Excellent, that's you're good a going. good tipper in Ireland. Yeah, in Ireland, yeah, drives Yvonne up the fucking <laughs> drain pipe. <laughs> what did you? How much cheese, Tommy? You can't do that. I'm a good tipper. I tip. Yeah, and, and, and then if she's paying, she, I, she, I always annoy her. Give, leave a good tip now. Yeah. <laughs> Just to we don't have that tipping culture as much as... I'm, I tip all the time. For like, get my hair done, I'll give an extra fiver. Or if I'm getting my nails That's because your hair. A fiver. You should be given a tenner for the amount of work that goes into women's no, hair. No, just a blow dry. Oh, it's a quick blow dry. Yeah. What if you're getting the colour done? Would you give a tenner? Would you? Do you I, tip? Would you tip a waxer now if you're particularly bushy? <laughs> 
but they charge accordingly. Well, you don't tip the dentist or the doctor. No, you? No. no, you don't tip them. No. I, my grandaunt used to do that. She'd go to the doctor and she had a medical card because she was retired at that stage and she'd pay, so she, she obviously didn't have to pay to go to the doctor and she'd give him a hundred euro and I'd be like, um, I think that might be a bit too much, Bobby. The medical she, card was a classic, or, wasn't or it? Or do you know what she used to do? She used to go in, she used to make me go to the shop, the pharmacy, buy the hair dye for like eight or seven euro and bring it into the hairdressers to put the hair dye onto her hair and then she'd pay her 50 euro to do it and I was like you have about three strands of hair like there's absolutely it's no hard to tip to now that. with all the everything is cardless yeah but you can do that now they've now got a tip and it's nice though to leave a nice tip we we leave a nice tip when we're on the travels as well uh Tips do. I don't tip as much in a restaurant. I'd leave but, ten or maybe. Well, you wouldn't tip a reception. How many people? If there's four or five or six people having a meal, you all throw in a five if the meal was good. 30, 40 quid. Yeah, I if love were, tipping. Some of my friends are against tipping, against it entirely. So it's always a bit awkward when you're out with a group of people and you, you know, don't like you have We don't to tip do. the barman when he gives us points. No, you do that in America. I like that. Yeah. For every drink leave, you get, you get. Leave the change in the bar. Leave the change there yeah. to pile up. In Spain, when you order beer or in the Basque country or you order you into a bar, you don't pay until you leave. So it's lovely. You go, tres cañas, por favor. It is, but and when then, you're in Ireland. And, and then you're later you're leaving night. and you fix up and you fix up and walk out the door. Um, That's nice. Are you excited about going back to Poland now? Whenever you're going back for... We'll is, go back in a few more weeks. We've Latvia. For Pat, uh, you go back to Poland? No, Latvia and Lithuania. Oh, I'm going deep into the Ooh. snow. You're sick of them. You're sick of them. Fucking easy. I, I think you are, Hector. Is it, is it grim in Eastern Europe? Is it fucking No, grim? the reason... You asked me this before there, uh, I think it was last week. The reason why we think it's grim is because we've been conditioned to think of that. The, the, the Cold War... Yeah, but also you just told us this fucking story about going to a a, a Polish mine where they wouldn't let you down because no one spoke English and it was wet and it was fucking freezing. Wind chill factor of minus 50. That sounded grim enough. Yeah, but you can have a wind chill factor. You can have it's you grim. Have, in you some can parts have grim parts of Ireland. You yes, know? yes. You have grim towns in the main yes. street when it's pouring rain in the middle of January, and you're standing in the middle of huge towns that are grim. Totally. Um, the reason I think <clears throat> we have that attitude is that Poland has had this shit history, uh, yeah, and, and shit fucking time, and they are not the standard of living, and there's not enough employment, and there's there's that. Feeling. But sometimes in Poland you have towns that are built around factories. And the only reason that that town keeps going is because of the big factory. Yeah. And maybe yeah. the Soviet rule, part of their thing was this town here, six, 60 or 70 miles from Warsaw, that's going to be the tire making town. Yes, yeah. that's exactly and that's the what only happened. business that's in the exactly town. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. That's but exa- are they happy people though? Because they're not... No, but you see, when you have a history that's so fucking... Depressing. Uh, you know, let's go back Suppressive. to the Second World War. Like most of the yeah. cities in Poland were fucking knocked to the ground. Warsaw was knocked to the ground, right? Most of the cities were were invaded by the Germans. They had communism. They have... It is so they were invaded by the Germans and then invaded by the Russians. I think the Russians came in then on top of the Germans, yeah, yeah, didn't they? Yeah. Like, you know, they're trying to rebuild their, their country. They don't feel European yet because they haven't accepted the euro. They're, they're allowed them, you have to use schlotties, the same as Bulgaria. As somebody said to me in Bulgaria, we don't feel European yet. We're in the waiting room of Europe, but they haven't let us in. <clears throat> I think you, Poland doesn't feel 100% European yet. Whether European is the great ticket to a better life, I don't know. It's just hard for generations to shake off the shit that they've had and the awful... Awful Would you ever feel like writing a book about? Because I was bought um, uh, a thing of travel stories, and um, 
they were the great Irish travel writer Dervila Murphy who cycled from Ireland to India when she was like 19 and the key to what she says was uh, you so imagine a 19 year old young one Jesus you know this back in the late 50s I think it was when she oh did it oh my god um, incredible woman she said that no matter how tired you are you write a few notes at the end of the day mm. you have your adventures and you write a few notes mm. at the end of the day so by the time you get back from your trip you have this compendium full of little notes and that's how you write your story. And you remember, But yeah. you've, so you have all these travels that you're doing and yeah. one aspect of them is that they go out on the telly. Yes. Right. But there's another, there's stories and there's observations. So if you don't make the observation in the moment, right, so if you're, say, say you're uh, beside some uh, old statue of Ceausescu in Romania or whatever and you're going, oh, I'm here and it's fucking and this man was a bastard and today they're pulling the statue down and and you watch it and then mm. so that whole scene lasts maybe three or four minutes and then the next day you're off to meet Hadji one of the great Romanian footballers but you know that there are other things that you saw other perspectives other little things little things yeah. that would fit more into a book yeah do you ever think about doing that yeah oh, like the, we, we, I did write one years and years ago and you, you were there because you launched it uh, that was must be twenty years ago about my travels. Where, I'd but that was different. That was more about that the stories that we had done on the telly. Yeah, and that was a that was a big, colourful Michael Palin type of uh, pictures everywhere, mm, and mm. it wasn't really storytelling. Yeah, I know in that kind of sense. I know what you're saying because I get more like say the driver we had, Jacob, the driver that drove us for the last eight days in Poland. He, we put some cameras in the front of the van, and we we drove around the mountains and. He told me his story and I said, I asked him because I knew he lived in Ireland. And I said, when did you arrive in Ireland? He said, in January 2007. And I said, what happened then? He said, I said, did you know anyone? Just before the fucking, the crash started. Mm. And I said, did you know anyone? He said, no. And I said, what did you do when you landed in Dublin airport? Because I wanted to get that image in my head. Like, of a, he said, I had my, my suitcase. I knew nobody. I went into Dublin and I found a hostel and I lived there for four months. And I printed 400 CVs the first week. And for weeks and weeks, he walked around Dublin, handing in CVs, trying to get a job, <clears throat> living in a hostel with people from all over Hang the on, world. Hang on, he didn't charge me fucking 80 quid to wash my car. That's the punchline <laughs> to the story. <laughs> that was his base. He opened up a car, a car wash <laughs> in Belly Bend. He gave out hundreds of CVs. He finally got a job as a kitchen porter. Then he got a job in, a, in another hotel and then he said he got a job driving and for four and a half years he drove that length and breadth of Ireland giving out flapjack, flat Irish flapjack and muffin company. He said he was so happy getting into that van driving to Kells and driving to Navan and driving to Middleton. He knew every carvery in the country. He said the most beautiful thing for him was driving in the countryside and just seeing fields just seeing green fields and nobody there. He said he was driving in a part, part of Cork one time and it was so countryside that he met this guy walking along the road in the middle of nowhere and your man stopped the van and he said, hey, <clears throat> do you know where he goes? Sorry, do you know where this is? Where, where I'm trying to find it. And he goes, sorry, I'm from Poland. And he goes, well, I'm from America. I got off at the wrong stop on the bus trying to find my ancestors home and he was walking for about four hours in the middle of the countryside. So he hopped into the van with Jacob and Jacob brought him to the next town but he said he just loved the freedom of driving around Ireland and I just I, I, there I was back in Poland thinking of a lad who landed in a hostel spent four months giving out CVs and I just love people did you, those little splinter yeah, stories Yeah, did he do any breeding when he was here? No, his girlfriend came over and now he's, they're back in Krakow and his wife, they're both working in Krakow. So they both lived in Ireland for four, four and a half, five years And how come they chose Ireland over <clears throat> Scotland or 
America or there's, Australia. There's, there's, they, they, he, ha, he could sp- speak a bit of English. He wanted to go to a country that was smaller than the UK. He had, he knew that Poland, there were a lot of Polish lads come, and women coming over to Ireland to work and he just decided. But I just think the landing in Dublin airport, I'm intrigued by that. I'm fascinated by that get up and go spirit and, and we have it as well that when you land at an airport with a bag on your back and you try and, find, a- you try and find a bed for the night and you try and find work. But that's a splinter story there. I just love that, that he was working for the Irish Flapjack and Muffin com- Company and then he was telling me about stopping for a carvery in Kells. He said, I love the carvery. And tell me, would it, would it suit you to sit down with the pen and paper I think and write I, that? I have loads of splinter. I have loads of side stories. I know. I know you have the stories. But what you're saying is right because in the moment when I'm in the van and we're after doing a story and I see something, it's getting that down because it'll go from your memory. Yeah, totally. It will go away from your memory. It will go away. You know, uh, there's so many things you see behind the camera that is almost as good as the story itself. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, well, interesting, you. interesting. I've been contacted by um, a film group wanting to know would I would like to make a documentary. Okay. And I'm trying to decide. Okay. And I think, do you remember your man Bruce Parry? Do you remember Why Bruce? Do, oh, Bruce Parry it was the guy who went round to tribes around yes. the world and lived did, and, lived did, and, and walked around in his bare feet in yeah. the Congo. Oh my God, this is perfect for you. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce not only lived with the tribes but he would become one with the tribes. He'd he spent a month with them. He'd take Are you going to do that? He'd take every potion they have. He'd yes. strip off. Oh my God. He'd this almost like... become, he, he, it's not just we're at the tribe, he became the tribe yeah. and he had no problem drinking the magic potion. Tell but me, he, this well, is brilliant. But he's a fella, he was out of the, uh, what's the top, he was out of the SAS like. Yeah. He was a specialist mm. physical survivor. That he was a warrior. Be, yeah. yeah. So when the boys in Africa were saying, <laughs> Click up, or whatever they're speaking clicks in parts of Africa, uh, and yes. he, and they were saying to him, "We're going into the into the into the jungle now, and we're going to hunt and oh, kill." That's where you'd uh, por- porcupines are, yeah, or little lizards. You'd have a problem there, would you? Well, as he was, it would suit. I'd be better off staying with the women. Yeah. And maybe making up some, Tommy making be, up something. Tommy be back at the tribe, putting in, yeah. uh, mixing, mixing Leaves potions. And yeah, and then I'd be, I'd, I'd be saying, well, what they'd be saying, what do you, do? as a man, like the men would be looking at me, like, what do you do? Yeah, and I'd be more. See, I, I just yeah. like hang around with women. See, Tommy Bruce would be I'd there telling stories. Bruce, yeah. they'd be dipping the poisonous arrows into really venomous yeah. poison snake, and then be and making the, the arrows. <laughs> but also, pipes. that's be, Bruce. They'd be licking hallucinogenic frogs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could do that. LSD frogs. I'm getting sick. I've and, seen them. And just getting out of your box, licking the frogs back. Yeah. And the boys just spend four days hey, in the jungle. Yeah. yeah. Seeing yeah. cartoon leopards come down from the moon. Yeah, you'd like that part of it. But I'd love that. So and then, uh, Tommy, where, where's the try? Is it the tri- No, no, no. I'm, he, he was saying, the, the documentary maker was saying, look, is there, is there some thing that you'd like to do? So I wouldn't, I, I, I don't think going from A to B would suit me. I'm not, th- that would, no. but, but a, a kind of an immersive experience to stay for a month like with the tribe I think something. the Amazonian uh, ayahuasca ah. the Amazonian go deep into it tell me about a journey a spiritual journey where you have to take a magic potion to has I was to. thinking that I might travel the world visiting various different shaman mm-hmm. and learning how they do what they do how they travel yeah. in interior states and maybe go to like an Inuit shaman and spend a month with him in the ice and then maybe an Aboriginal shaman and then maybe a Siberian shaman. Bolivian. Bolivian. Yes. South American. Do you yeah, like yeah. that? I think I'd like that. Yes. The, yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've, I've been blessed a couple of times by shaman. Have you? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's, there's an Irish shamanic 
thing going on as well. So because we would have had druidic and Celtic shamans. Mm. Did you travel around Ireland? Speaking of, the, of yeah, the but first I, you'd, you'd head around the world first. Yes, and then you'd go Get to the experience. And then well, Tommy, th- there's a fellow called Pat who has an ayahuasca workshop in a housing estate in Cavan. Yeah, and you could go I, I ended up with him. Could be his apprentice. You would. I'd love to see you. Yeah, kitting, getting the kit off, and getting into the tribal costume, be perfect and in then that. Put, I can see let you now them in face in paint Africa. and mud face paint, paint. And, yeah. and then they bring him in, and then after then the, the elders bring him into a smoke tent, and then and then hanging weights off your nipples. Tommy, and if stuff. you go hunting in the jungle, you can stay back. You don't have to be up the front. Yeah, I know you're not able for that. But I I'd be afraid I'd get totally immersed in it, Hector, and I'd be gone for six weeks, and then I'd come home. But I wouldn't be on my own, and there'd be a knock on the door at the front here. There'd be in one Bang, of the tribal women, and I would have to say to Yvonne, Yvonne, this is our other wife. Thing got out of hand in the jungle. This is what this <laughs> I might have got married again. Stop. Yeah, um, there's nothing. She's, she used to be married to the chief, but it was an awful lazy, drowsy afternoon. And the two of us had to make taken, a run for it. I'd just taken a load of ayahuasca. There's nothing better than when you are traipsing through a jungle, Tommy, and you can see in the distance the mud huts and the straw and the smoke and the children run out to greet you as you've come back from the hunt. I, I nearly lost my mind on the fucking Blasket Islands, never mind fucking Bolivia. So was, uh, last summer, uh, we were doing a bit of film out in the Blaskets. It was fucking horrific. Midges. Platoons of fucking midges. So I don't think I'd last in the jungle at no. all. Yeah. And the I, altitude sickness then in Bolivia and everything. There's, the, there's the heat. There. I like heat. I'm, I'm all fine with heat, but I'm not big with fucking insects and that kind of the shit. humidity, Tommy, when it's 120 or 30% humidity, you start chaffing between the legs and the sweat is running down the bag. And you're in a pair of jeans and a pair of Irish boxer shorts and you're with a pair of the headhunters in Borneo and you're tracing for another nine miles through the jungle. It's 42. And I'd have, to learn, I'd have to learn the Borneos for I will stay... <laughs> With the women. Yes. <laughs> Tommy will be... You yeah. go. Hunty, hunty. I mind the women. I stay. <laughs> yeah. Juggy, juggy. Stay, stay. Tommy will be one of those. Tommy will be one of those. I'd be sitting on a little rock with a, with a little manuscript. Day 47. <laughs> the, the Feeling especially close to the chief's wife. <laughs> Tensions rising in the evening when the men come home. Watch, watch. The, the warriors have left at dawn again. <laughs> To hunt wild boar in the in the neighbouring area. Yeah, they laugh every time I walk towards them. <laughs> <laughs> One of the warriors feels sorry for me. I don't care. I'm getting the eyes off the chief's wife. <laughs> Yesterday she asked me to come to her hut <laughs> to make pachuchuwaka. And then day forty nine. Well, that was a mistake. <laughs> day fifty seven. I'm after banging the chief's wife. <laughs> One of the warriors forgot his machete, and it was beside the bed. Day 62. I'm writing this from a train station. <laughs> On the run, have no clothes. What? Day 82. I'm now strung up hung and quartered. At the... They say they'll cut my wrists off. <laughs> Send help. Day 97. Hit my own testicles yesterday. <laughs> Not as bad as I had to fear. The chief was using me Mickey as a as bait for fishing. <laughs> Day 104. I'm still alive, but barely. Send help. Oh my god. Day 139. Still haven't heard back from Simon Coveney and the Department of Foreign Affairs. <laughs> 
<laughs> Send help. <laughs> Seeking asylum. <laughs> oh, fuck, Tommy, could you imagine? <laughs> but that's the, that's the type of thing I'd like to do, as opposed to... Yeah, I know, know, I know, you know... Uh, Ma'am to Moscow on foot, you know. There's some amazing... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting thing, Tommy, I, you'd look into it. Or, and I'd, I'd, there's a fantastic place called Mount Athos, which is a holy island uh, connected to Greece. And the whole place is... It's like, if you can imagine... A, uh, it's like a Connacht a, it's like a holy Connacht right uh, so it's, there's loads of monasteries on it um, but it's, it's, it's kind of like a a massive reservation for God does that make kind of sense it's like yeah, a, yeah. it's like a um, what do you do there it was just a, it's, lo- it's all men and they all live in these, these monasteries and it's all about them there's it's no like women a, on this at all no See, I think so to, to visit stuff like that would just be. I think that'll suit you better. Synagogues, temples, Buddhist no, temples, I'd love Hindu to see temples, out some temples. Tommy, you'd be well, laughing at me, Larissa. It would be fine. It would be funny. Would be funny. I've been. I would love it. So you basically want to see me out of my comfort zone? Yeah. Not in my comfort zone, reading. Uh, no, it'd be way the, the original Old Testament in a monastery in Tel Aviv. No, that's that's boring out. Yeah, it's boring out. Mm. It'd be hard enough watch that, like, yeah, because you wouldn't have much to be saying or doing, you know. Okay, so I think you should take. But you'd like to see, the... you'd like to see him getting cut by stung by getting all H- hornets. You'd, you'd <laughs> like to see me making a, like in I, the in the jungle in Africa, yeah, being laughed at by a bunch of <laughs> no, Congo like pygmy you. warriors. I'd a, like to see you integrate with them. Don't ever see what would we do? Here, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. You've had the baby. Go back to the women. Go back to the women. Toby. I'd love that. I'd love that. You see, I can't see him coming through the jungle. I can't see Tommy. I can see him coming, making, coming up the and, hill. And, and getting little sticks and making swords out of them and killing fish and. All that sort of stuff. I'd love to see that. Okay. See, there's tribes, there's tribes, and there's religious tribes. Sure, you do. I that think stuff Tommy's religious. Day. The religious no, tribes. No, he's. Of the world. He, that's your. That's your daily. Yeah, but you've too easy. When that's what you do every day anyway. Yeah. No, you, you just go around. So religious right, it's out of the comfort zone. Yeah, but when you're in, when you're in with a Hindu, no, I when love you're in, When you're I in a Hindu, a Hindu temple, Tommy with forty-five other. Tommy dressed in that traditional and, dress of just like a little thing around your waist <sighs> and a little sort of straw yoke. Yeah, and and over your snack and, box and. Pins Would you not like you? to see me naked by the side of the Ganges, yes, covered in muck, yes. smoking the most powerful Charis. Gange <laughs> that was ever? You can do that on the way home as a way of do that in Care Morris. <laughs> you do that so, on the way. So back. that's me out of my comfort zone. So for Hector's next trip, how do we put him out of his comfort zone? What oh. would you like to see Hector? Now we could put Hector into what? The... What panics Hector? No, what does I, he not like? I tell you what we should do with you. We should send you to the monasteries and do See, these I, I, twelve I days of, well, of solace. And I like I like going to the to the I like the religious aspect of the travels. I like being not in the a, religious <clears> aspect <throat> of it. The I like abs- being in these temples. I like being in these 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 mosques. No, sitting not down, not speaking for 10 days and... But you, look, I did that the other day. I watched Eurosport and the snooker was on. I didn't talk to What else would you, could you get him to do? I don't know. Um, see, Out I, of your comfort zone. See, I've taken my kit off loads of times on telly and become a sumo oh, wrestler and done a, all the fighting. and uh, uh, It's not jackass television I'm making either. It's not fucking... It's not TV. It'll make me comfort zone. Like, I'm not skydiving. No, I, it's not that. Would I go to the North Pole? 
that's out of my comfort zone. There's a trek. Because you're not, you don't like the cold. I do. I don't. I, but I, I'll do it if I know I'm going to get to the North Pole. We've spoken about these massive. Would you like to take charge of an under twelve Inuit Gaelic football team? <laughs> Uh, and to enter them into the all Alaskan, all Alaskan GA championship. Yeah, uh, I don't know what comfort zone we have because we've. I don't know, but like I, I see what you mean. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. What would you hate to do now, Rita? What would be out of your comfort zone in terms of a television show? Uh. What do you I would, hate? I wouldn't like that sitting around in a monastery. Saying nothing. Yeah, I wouldn't like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I would, it wouldn't be my comfort zone going to like Africa and doing, you know, I wouldn't like to go and eat stuff that I'm not used to eating and what living about, like that. I wouldn't like, that wouldn't be my comfort zone. What about a pilgrimage to the great hairdressers of the world? Well, that's a bit... That's a bit sexist, Hector. Sexist, yeah, Hector, yeah. 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 What am I? Like, just going to hairdressers. Yeah. I know I'm one-dimensional, Hector, but, you know, there are things that I can, you know, do outside of my comfort yeah. zone. Well, then. Unbelievable, There's, unbelievable reason. Isn't it? I'm off to the fucking... I'm yeah, off. Oh, I can do this. Oh, I can go here. Oh, hang well, on, you can't do anything. I, I, I'm off you to... go to the hairdresser no, and get your hair done and do yeah. your nails while you're at it. Unbelievable. A hairdresser in Bangkok, a hairdresser in New York. Bullshit. A hairdresser's everyone goes to the hairdressers. For fuck's sake, like, it's not going and doing something different. Um... I'm taking drugs with, I was with, thinking with, of with the shaman in the Amazon and Hector says you can go and get your hair done in France. Yeah, Larissa. Or, uh, or in Bangkok. I'm talking about in remote areas. What is the difference? Is oh, mean? come on then. Bangareras. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd love Women. To, to go and do like, I'd love to go and build some huts or something. And I always like get nervous. Mud, I, always get, I always get nervous when Hector starts <laughs> yeah, to yeah. women. Go on. Women! Uh, what, 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 building saying? building houses? No, no. What are we going to say about No, women? building houses. You have a drill now. No, no, go on. Oh, this is going down. <laughs> this is going back to the same place again. Anyway, so you are back to uh, Lithuania and... Latvia. So wow. Two, two tiny little countries and that will finish the Balkans to the Baltics. So we'll have it done. And how long will you spend over there? We'll spend another two weeks over there now. Wow. done. But it'll be... Does it sap energy out of you? All that travelling and... Are you working six days a week when you're on the road? If it's an eight-day shoot, we'll do eight days solid and one day off. 
That's nine days then. Yeah, if it's a, <laughs> in eight days, as we shoot for eight days, we try and get a day off the far side of it or the, the day we arrive. Okay. So wow. it can be. But and you, is it hard in those countries more, on Sundays or are they like, are they locked up or are they religious countries? Uh, we don't know. And you know, it, it doesn't matter for us if it's a Saturday or Sunday if the guests. Now, a couple of guests have been caught, like there was COVID and they, they couldn't do it and we get knocked back and but generally it's Monday, Tuesday we don't care what day it is but it doesn't really slow us but it's down. very religious in Poland is it? Is it a, it's, it's a Catholic 90 really? something percent Catholic country so is it like is it like <clears throat> we used to be here 60 years ago in terms of mass and stuff? yeah but the Catholic hierarchy are very intertwined with the right wing government and the younger generation it's just dwindling compared to what it was who might you like to see in Latvia or Lithuania? Is there any? Uh, I want to go and live in the wilderness in Latvia for three or four days, and I want to have my own skidoo, and I want to have my supplies on the back with a couple of huskies. What's the thing? I'm what's the thing I'm <clears> thinking of? Where you put it into your mouth and you blow it, and there's a funny noise comes out of it. Is that a Is that a yazoo? maybe yeah. Skidoo. Okay. I want the snowmobile with all my gear. <clears throat> and we head off into the wilderness and I have to f- light the fire in a little log cabin and there's 40 foot of snow drifts. And are you going to be able to do that? And wolves coming to the door. Are you going to do that? Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to go. I don't want Native. To be, I want to meet trappers in oh, Latvia, yeah. deep in the forest, guys who just who just cut f- What's trees. What are in the forests of those countries? Is there bear? Bear, wolves. Wow. And that's what I want to do. And I want to see, can I survive for three or four days in the wilderness? In a lovely little, tiny little cabin. Getting your fi- own food. Fires. Trapping maybe, a bit of trapping, a bit of beaver. <coughs> bit of local. Local beaver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll trap anything yeah. that moves and then yeah. we'll eat it and we'll go to a... Eat beaver. Would you eat a beaver? I would, of course. <laughs> what do you think does it taste like? Beaver? Yeah. Salmon. Beaver. <laughs> first I know it would be tougher than a salmon. Yeah, it'll taste. It'd be a bit a like... Beaver, a bit chewy. Chewy, would, yeah. yeah. Be, be chewy. like a dog or something, would yeah, it? Rubbery. Um, I would love to, put, I want to put a hole in the ice with my whole ice maker thing. And <laughs> would you, where would your whole ice maker, where'd you, where'd you get that curries? It's a yolk. <laughs> Did you get it off the it's beaver? A, it's a yolk, you go like that, like it's a, it's a, it's a chisel. It's just a piece of... It's a chisel thing that chisels down metal. into the ice and it chisels down and then you pull it up and then I'll drop... And what's down there? Fish underneath the ice. And I'll catch me fish. And then we'll go back and check it every six hours. We'll go trapping. We'll go trapping animals and leaving bait out. I want to do the wilderness thing wow. in Latvia. Two small little countries. And I just have this idea of being out in the snow and seeing how life is when it's in the middle of these picturesque northern Baltic But can forests. you imagine at night you have a camp, you have a fire? Yeah, I love that. A couple of cans. <laughs> Always a couple of cans. You can take the man now who nabbed yeah. but you can't take Navin no, now who the Roscoe man. Roscoe is adamant he has to have a couple of cans and I will join And him. is the beer stronger? I love, I fucking don't like drinking beer when I'm home because I don't find the urge in me. But I love having a couple of cans at the boys after a hard day's work. Of course. We fucking religiously. It's like you with a couple of pints after a gig. We just love having four or five local cans Nice and cold, and if it's a fire in a log cabin, Tommy, that's, that's all you need. Spark off but, the but, fire. But can you imagine you're you're there, right? And it's quiet, and it's just the sound of drinking and talking and human conversation, and the light of the fire is kind of giving you a nice warm glow. And behind you is pure darkness, pure utter Latvian dark depth night 
the unknown. The next thing. Huh? Do you see? Do you, uh... Lads. What the fuck? And you see these little shapes moving. <laughs> and no harm is going to come to you, but you don't know that. There's the next thing. There. Two eyes. Two at eyes. At the window. Two eyes. Two eyes. There's fucking 14 sets of eyes. Seven wolves. That would not be a fucking... Wouldn't that be a wonderful experience to come face to face with the Machira, sons of the land? Can you imagine? Oh, yes. I was in... Be frightened. <coughs> yeah, it'd be fantastic. Oh, I might be frightened. Then the camera's left on, Rita, as the wolves come in and Hector's it. It'd be like the fucking The Revenant. Hector's left for dead. <laughs> and he has and, his and Evan is... Evan is standing over him, going, we have to, we have to go, Hector, we have to go. You, it's very unlikely you're going to live. Okay, I know you can't speak, I want you to send me a signal. Blink if you want me to kill you. Blink if you want, I'll wait here for as long as it takes <laughs> if you want me to kill you. And then he goes off and, Hector, then you're like DiCaprio and you crawl in your stomach from Latvia to the, <laughs> to to the, the airport. airport. To, to the airport. <laughs> to the airport. <laughs> With a That's the first place you go, the airport. Uh, <laughs> I, the right there, I would be, I would, because <laughs> the wolf at your passport. I, I, I would be more scared, not of, I wouldn't be scared of that. What I would be scared of was a flashlight in the distance. That there's some other motherfucker. <laughs> what, you wouldn't be afraid of a wolf? No, I, I'd be afraid of a human in the wilderness. The people that wander the wilderness of these forests. Some, Was that a some ex-Russian soldier. Imagine if somebody come up to the door and just went, at three o'clock in the morning, I'd be like, Roscoe, Roscoe. We were in a, we were in a B&B in Chetlam. And we were staying there and we were, oh, we were very hungover. We were drunk and it was Phil, me, Roscoe in this three little single beds. And it was day four at Cheltenham. And there was a load of Irish lads staying it from in, in, in the B&B. It was a large guest house. And talking about being scared, at about three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, one morning, we'd well, only gone to sleep. I woke up in the bed in Cheltenham in the guest house and there was a guy in a suit standing over me in a three-piece suit. <laughs> And he wasn't nothing to do with us. And I went, I, I'm fucking dreaming now. And the guy walked past my bed and into the ensuite and locked the door. And I turned to Roscoe and I said, Roscoe, 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 Roscoe. He said, what's wrong, what's wrong? I said, there's fucking somebody in the room. There's somebody in the room. He said, well, you should have go back. Do it yet to wake Roscoe up to tell yeah, him. because I thought I was dreaming. Right. I fully dressed in a three-piece suit fucking stood at the end of my bed think about getting up yourself imagine a room this size you're sleeping there you're sleeping there you've been in here for three days somebody came into the room you woke up and there's a guy in a suit at the end of the bed he walked over to the ensuite and he locked the door what am I going to say ah good night yeah I'll just turn over I had to fucking but say. Why did you have to wake Roscoe up? Why didn't you go and knock something out? Because he's afraid, Larita. Uh, you have yeah. to wake the people in the room up. You fucking say, what the fuck? They all die together. <laughs> yeah, I he said, sounded like I he was Ros- a killer all Roscoe right. Roscoe was beside me in a single bed. I said, Roscoe. He's there. Now, what's, 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 do, you, do, you, do you sleep in the nip when you're travelling with yes, your... Yes, yeah. yes. So that's why you were afraid to get out of the bed? No. I think that's no, what happened. I you're, think you're You were afraid to get out yeah, of the bed. I, I think okay. your man thought he was in trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's 
before he went to the bathroom. <laughs> so, so, so be in the moment yourself. If you're in a room in a B&B with your friends and some stranger walks now, in. Now, is it nighttime or morning? It's five o'clock in the morning. Okay. You've just got is to sleep. Is it a strange woman or a strange man it's that an, comes into our, my room? If, if somebody walks into your room, uh, would you just say, oh, how are you? How are you? What's the story? You don't. You fucking wake the other people in the room. I went, Roscoe, Roscoe. And he said, what? And Phil from, Phil was over in the other, lying on the ground. <laughs> Phil was lying on the ground. <laughs> and where was Evan? He put the mattress on. Oh, this is, we were at Chelsea. Is he Native American? I'm with <laughs> Phil. Phil, a mate of mine, from, who works in, in, he used to run the Apollo in Manchester. Now he runs the Cardiff Arena. He's a good mate. He's living in England for a long time. So did he even walk Phil on Phil, to say? No, Phil was over in the corner. And I went, Phil, Phil. Jesus, you the whole place walk up. Because I was there going, boys, boys, boys. There's somebody after walking into the room and he's going into the ensuite. And Roscoe's going, you shut your mouth. And you're, you're all fairly steamed. But why steamed. didn't you this speak to the man? We're out of our minds. Yes. But why didn't you talk to the person when they because, were there? Because Larisa, he said, will. Hello. He will, Larisa. He will. Give will him a chance. He will him. talk to him. But folks, when you wake up in your own yes. bedroom and there's a stranger and there's somebody that you go, in a tree uh, Are you okay there, love? What are you doing in no, my bedroom? You don't. You I get just, the lads first for backup. I, I woke up and I, I sort of looked over and I, went, and I could see this silhouette, this guy, and he goes into the toilet and he locks the door. <laughs> he locks the door in this tiny little room in an ensuite. I'm going, This is fucking madness. Who? the hell is in the jacks and Ross goes what's wrong with you and I said there's somebody in the jacks and he's not with us he's not our friend and he's like in the jacks and Ross goes and Phil's going what the fuck's going on here so then we were like we went over to the door the three of <laughs> Roscoe goes over to the door Oi, what are you doing in there? And you can hear him going for the toilet paper and the toilet flush and everything. And then he comes out and he just stands there. And we're like, who the fuck are you? Are you in the nip? Yeah. I said, who the fuck are you? And he's like, huh? I said, get the fuck out, Rocco. Get the fuck out of here. Phil was like, get the fuck out of our room. And he just, he says, and he just looks around. He just walks out of the room and closes the door. He just closed the door and he left. Excuse me, this is coming from a man who locks himself out of his own hotel room. He just walked out of the room again. I was going, what the fuck happened there? So obviously this guy was Meowlogs. He was helicopters. Yeah. He was with one of the other uh, crowd that was staying in from going to Cheltenham. He was bananas. He walked in the wrong door. He walked across the bedroom. He went straight into an ensuite to go to the toilet and he came back out again and he walked straight out of the room. It was an outer body experience. But when I woke up and I just looked at the, and there was a, a man standing at the bottom of the bed, that means <coughs> for that moment I was, I was like, what the fuck? So if I heard a... In a remote log cabin in a forest in Latvia, I wouldn't care about wolves. I'd, I'd, I'd open the door and there's a guy there, a trapper there, and he's gone, you're not from around here. He wouldn't say that, he'd go, leave, leave, leave. Have you got any beer? Yeah. Have you any... Any women? <laughs> That's where I'd be more Pass safe. Pass them out. But it was one of the great... I, I still laugh at Roscoe about that moment where I went, Roscoe, Roscoe, there's somebody in the room. <laughs> Brilliant moment. He was out of his mind that he went Wow. Well, he went into the wrong suite in a, in a B&B in Cheltenham. Yeah, this is... Um, I just want to give a shout out to everyone who's organising the Colum Horkin Run in uh, Charlestown. And... Uh, Tell us the story of Colum, yeah? So, so Colm was a detective and he was shot um, in Roscommon last year from Charlestown and he was a great 
community man and his, his dad and his family and, and all of them are still in Charlestown and they're they're um, making a, a pitch. I think they're going to call the Charlestown pitch. It's Fuck. called the Father O'Hara Park, I believe, at the minute. They're going to rename it the Column okay. Horton Memorial Park. And there's a virtual run that's going to happen all over the world, five kilometres, ten kilometres, half marathon, and you've got the virtual option or you can obviously do it with a group as well. It's happening on the 12th of February. It's a Saturday and you can book on pop-up races all proceeds are going to the Column Horkin Memorial Pitch which is going to be in Charlestown so it's mm. a big effort and I know all the GA clubs around the country are supporting it as well and obviously he was a guard he's a detective so you know there's a massive community of people involved and driving towards this great thing now which is obviously awful sad but it's a nice thing that they're they're doing to remember him <laughs> Thanks very much for listening to this week's episode, people, and we'll talk to you soon. Good luck. One more thing. We wanted to give you a taste of what to expect if you sign up for our members-only episode on a Monday. Exclusive and ad-free. Find out all the details on thlpod.com forward slash members only. Was there any snoring in the house? Well, I didn't hear it. <laughs> Do you have Thank the earplugs? Do you have the, the earplugs? Oh, room. God. Uh, thank you for reminding me of that. Okay, so I have a treat for you. Oh, great. A treat for you. Go on. So, uh, I've gotten this new uh, sleep cycle thing on my phone because I have a problem with sleep apnea and snoring and um, I'm, I'm always keeping my wife awake and it's very difficult. I would wake up a lot in the night from the snoring. and um, But I never hear myself snoring. Okay. Yeah. Well, you didn't record uh, yourself. So, I, I downloaded this app called Sleep Cycle. Right. And what it does is it, um, it oh, records dear. your sleep over five days and... Uh, and it records everything that happens to you at night. And then, so you can listen back to it. Oh, God. Oh, in, no. In the morning. Degrees. Do you put it on beside the bed? Yeah. So, um, uh, so if you just uh, mute yourselves there can for you, half a second. Okay, can you, is, what night of the week was this now? I did it for the last five nights. <laughs> so we don't know what was last night. Um, we don't know. Okay. So this is, um, oh God, this is embarrassing now. So uh, last night. I was I snored at one forty six, two fifteen, two thirty two, two forty four, two fifty three, two fifty four, four four twelve. Jeez, I got an hour of sleep there. Four fifty five, four fifty eight, four fifty nine. That's a lot of fucking snoring. Five fifty three, six oh eight, and six oh nine. Now the loudest seems to be <laughs> around four oh eight. Okay. So would you like me to... Li- can we have a listen? Well, if you'd like to... Yes, yes, we, we uh, will. Tommy, I think this is a groundbreaking... <laughs> this is groundbreaking I, I stuff. I didn't hear it from far away. This is so groundbreaking uh, podcast. So, what's your bray? Yeah. yeah. Okay, here, here we, we go. go. Okay. What time of the morning? Tommy, were you sleeping outside? Oh, that's, a, that's, that's a bird. No, oh, listen again. <laughs> sounds, like from, sounds like something from the Amazon. <laughs> listen again. This is another one. <laughs> so it's not, it's not actually too bad, is it? No, no, no I can hear. I can hear the jungle. They were, they were compressed. It sounds like an they, elephant in the distance. Okay. <laughs> what is that? It's like a hippopotamus going down to a watering hole. What is it? Did you sleep it down at the beach, Tommy? <laughs> no, I played that one for you again. Show us the snore. Listen. One more time. Like a farmyard one, animal. one more time for that. Okay, hang on. Let's go. Let's go back. It's, it's what time of the morning was this? At? This is me two forty-four. Okay. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
just like a pig or something. Uh, here's me. Um, here's here's me. Six oh eight. It's an, uh, hang on, hang on. That's a, that's a quality one. It's quite nice, actually. Isn't it? Jesus. <laughs> that's, not, that's not too bad. It's quite comforting. It seems very... It's to be 6.08. <laughs> that's a deep sleep at 6.08, isn't it? He's, uh, Jesus. I, I thought there was so, one where you what's, said you, what's the point you of recording like you're them? crying. Oh, that was from the previous night. Hang on, I'll get, I'll get that what's one. What's the point of recording all these? Um, there has to be worse ones. They were very silent. They were mellow, were they? They, they were like... They were like... Um, <laughs> okay, okay, hang on. Farmyard animals. Ah, bastard. Uh, listen. It's all very. You were vibe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the best one of the lot. Gold, give us more of that. Uh, what time of the morning was that at? Oh, fuck. <laughs> like an elephant. Okay, the question. Fucking exhaust of a fucking Ford Escort. I think it's quite a. Oh! That was the the release valve. (laughs) Hang on, here we go. (laughs) It's like a woodpecker in the beginning. You frightened the bloody birds. It's like something out of the Amazon or something. (laughs) Tommy, um. Yeah. Is there somebody beside you? How do you mean? As in, as in, we all need to answer this question. How, in the name of God, how could you put up with that? I would. How break would you put up with that? If you had your the bed beside face. you. Oh, for <laughs> that's you need help. How the fuck does Yvonne you put need, up with you that? You need someone to look she, after she's you. It's very hard for her, yeah. Jesus you Christ. To seek medical attention yeah. for that. So what I never, what the thing I've realised is that I don't get, I don't get a lot of deep sleep. It sounded deep enough to me there. We hope you enjoyed that taste of our members only episode. To find out more, head to www.thlpod.com forward slash members only. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 